Welcome to Good Looking Out, episode 68, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. Santos. What's up, my How's brother? Going? Here we I'm are good, again. Man. Look, fulfilling commitments. Right back in it, man. <laughs> Just like an old shoe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. How are things? What's things new? are very good, very good. Just got back from a nice vacation. I was on the East Coast, um, took Jack by myself for a week. So yeah, I took Jack, um, two-week vacation. We went to we in Manhattan for a couple, three days, up to Mark H.'s farm. Oh, um, nice. Which is killer. I mean, he's like... He's been working on that thing relentlessly, it seems. Oh, like. man, he's like the perfect person to take it over. It's this farm um, up in... No, of course I forget the name of it. It's upstate New York, out near so, Great somewhere Barrington. Somewhere in Hudson, right? Hudson Valley, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, he's in upstate, uh, uh, sorry, yeah, near Great Barrington. It's this really old property and Spring Hill Farm, if anybody wants to check it out on Instagram. He's a, um, we've talked about him before, he's been on the podcast, he's a professional photographer, so his Instagram looks like fucking, you know, it's, yeah. you, you couldn't. There's I mean, like you could you could buy magazine. It. Yeah, you 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 could buy that, but it would be very expensive. So he's um, yeah, he's doing it up there, and he loves Jack. And it was just super fun to get up there, get Jack out of the city, and running around getting fucking poison ivy, playing in the river. You know what I mean? He's got um this huge barn, and um, as you know, he does tons of projection work for yep. theater shows and that type of thing. So he has the full setup in his barn with a screen and a projector. So we're in there late night in the barn on the couch eating ice creams, watching Buster Keaton movies. It's fucking nice. magic, man. Oh, so good. That sounds awesome. It was killer. Yeah, and then up to Mass, see all the fam. Then my cousin's got a house up in North Conway, New Hampshire, so we were up there. It was the summer tour. It was awesome. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it was killer. I ate, I think... It, it, I didn't plan on it, but I ate so much fucking sausage. I can't stop eating sausage. I know. Tell me I about can't it. St- Are you too? Summers for sausage. What I swear. The fuck! I can't stop yeah. with the sausage. So, I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a super big fan of um, the Seward Co-op and their house made sausages. They're, you love, they've you got love it. You love the it. The best best sausage game in town. Well, they've added a Texas hot link to their oh, mix. Oh yeah. And you throw those on the smoker. Smoke those yeah. bad boys up. Oh, slice them up. Oh my god, so that, incredible. That rounds out your barbecue game. Do you remember um, the w- brother-in-laws? I do. Yeah, course, yeah. That, that was like so. That was the first place I ever had Texas hot link, like sliced up like that, mm. at a barbecue joint. And ever since then, every time I go to a barbecue joint and they have hot link, I get it, and it's never the same. It's shiza. Th- it's terrible this everywhere. Hot link from. The Seward Co-op is the closest thing I've ever had to brother-in-laws. What it is so incredibly good. I don't know where wow. they got the recipe for this stuff, but it is unreal, off the charts good. Huh. That's the thing that, like, at a barbecue place, like if somebody's like, I, I'll, I'll go for anything at, at that at a barbecue spot except the hot link. I don't want that because they're bone. I mean, you get it at any you know roadside stop in Texas, and it's half fucking knuckle. Half hoof bone <laughs> and half fucking jowl. It's the wor- it's the worst. I feel like they just. I don't even know. They must be one distributor that just specializes in fucking knuckles. It's yeah. The worst. They've, at the Seward Co-op one, first of all, they're using high quality meat, obviously, because it's the co-op. But they're yeah. doing some sort of complex spice blend in this thing that just adds so much flavor. Like it's not just that it's hot. Like it's so flavorful. It is unreal how good this Texas hot link from Seward is. What the fuck, man? Well, I should shit, almost I, like I pack some up and send it to you. Jesus, I, do it. I mean, yeah, do it because yeah. I don't have like I'm. I, I wish I had like super strong sausage to back my habit, but it's just the medium I'm after. I'm just right. I, I just <laughs> I just fucking love it, and I can't I can't fucking you know like every time I go to Whole Foods, I'm looking at everything. I'm like, that's fucking work. That's work. You know what I was thinking about thinking about the other day? Do you remember when um, you know I got that little like 
countertop NASA grill thing. Yeah, and we yeah, got yeah. that sausage. You got that sausage from like who was it? Like Mario Batali's dad. Oh, that's right. Has a yeah. has a sausage plate. No, actually, that was the that was the um, dried that's meat cured. that you got from him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we yeah, got this cured. stuff from someone in New York City, like a real Italian sausage place from New York City. We got those sausages that one time and yes, fried those. Bad I remember boys up. that. That shit was good. Fuck real, yeah, real man. good. But oh, I want to get yeah. some. Uh, I want to get some salumi from that place again. That you yeah, got. that's the name. Of, that's the name of the place. Is Salumi? It's just called Salumi in okay. Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna order a bunch of shit on that place's website. I've been wanting some like some of that like that quality Salumi again. So it's solid, man. It's really good. The mole is. Um, oh yeah, the, is the, the yeah yeah the star because nobody makes a mole Salumi Salami Salumi. With the, I don't know what the fucking difference is, yeah. but Salumi sounds fancier. Um, yeah. But yeah, that place is killer. I, and I wonder, like, I don't know. I almost want to start making my own fucking sausage. I got the, I got the. I, I've done gear. it once. I made Italian sausage once with one of my uh, ex ex girlfriends, who is this. Uh, we just happened to like. I don't know even know how we decided to do it. We made a bunch of Italian sausage, and it was amazing. It turned yeah. out awesome. We even Damn. used like. Uh, she's, we just went to the butcher, got the raw thing, got the casing. They happen to have like the grinder thing and the, the sausage is a little tricky when you're first learning the technique of like getting the casing and filling it, but it's yeah. not, it's not actually not even that hard and it's not yeah. even that time consuming. If you like get the casing from the butcher, I, I'm, I'm, you know what, this is, I'm glad we're having this conversation cause that's it. I'm done fucking around cause whole foods is terrible. Um, that place is, um, is fucking third world, man. Fuck that place. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I mean it's not third world, but I mean they don't. No one gives a shit there. I was there today, and no one. It would, took so long to get somebody to come to the meat counter that I open. You know how they stock it in the morning from the front. Yeah. I yeah, opened yeah. up all the cases in the front. I opened them up because nobody was. Everybody's walking past me. It's L.A. No one gives a shit about anybody. Right. And every like people are just walking by me. All these green aprons, and I'm like, I'm here with a fucking cart ready to purchase your fucking yeah. goods. And so I opened up all the fucking meat cases from the front. And just took what you wanted? No, I just, I oh, just, just opened them up. Attention. And they're like, what? That's, and I did it. Within, I had three people. They're like, hey, what? did you open that? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, we, yeah, we'd rather you didn't. I'm like, I know. That's why I fucking did it. To get you over here. <laughs> to get me some goddamn sausages. Right. That's the new number. Like take exactly. a number. Let's open exactly. the fucking cases. It's the like, dude. Who, yeah. Who who opened the cases? Uh, me. Oh well, it must be your turn then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The guy who's <laughs> sticking his finger in all the sausages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's fucking. There's probably some sort of health code that's like if a customer opens the cases, you have to throw out everything that's in there or something like that. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. Because what if I just I should start sneezing next time. Yeah. Just start like. <laughs> Take my shirt off. They'll fucking get. They'll start running. Just lay down. Just lay down. (laughs) On all the steak. Lay down on the steak with your shirt off. Put a piece of kale on me. Right on my gut. Just. (laughs) (laughs) So. Oh my god. uh, Talking of uh, talking of eating and meat and all things health related. What have you been? What have you been doing these days? How how are things on the health front? Oh, dude, pretty fucking good, man. I have to say, um, I started um, about a month and a half ago. Um, had a, a knee problem, which put a damper on everything, um, and then just started um, just started walking every day, and um, and it's gotten like you know I, I go every single day, and then I started riding my bike. And, um, I have a buddy who is a, um, he's a personal trainer. So he gave me some stuff to do with some like stretch bands and I'm just doing old guy fucking walking, riding a bike, workouts and yoga. Oh, here's a shout out. This is a good tip to anybody. I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but, um, this company called glow, um, is really good. So, um, I, have been like with the bum knee i used to be pretty good at yoga like at least you know 
at least enough that I didn't feel like a complete jackass going to a class. Now, I mean, right. absolutely fucking a nightmare going in. In LA, you can imagine what it's like here. Right, like, right, right. With my my yoga name, I've told you, is Fart Cry. That's what Beth right. gave me that. That's <laughs> Hers is Baby Fat, mine's Fart Cry. Um, <laughs> right. And anyway, um, this company called Glow does, um, it's an online service and... Um, it's killer. They've got, I don't know, fucking more teachers than you could even get to. I mean, is it, 60, is it like 70. A, it's like a Peloton for yoga or is it, does it, it go beyond exactly, yoga? Yep. That's exactly what it is. It goes beyond yoga into slightly into meditation, into Pilates, that type of a huh. thing. But it's mat in front of the TV. Um, it's the subscription is super reasonable. I don't remember exactly what it is. Um, but it's, um, it's just works out fucking perfectly for me. Cause I can be in the living room TV on, you got your favorite teachers, fire it up. And it's a camera from behind other people. So there's other people. It feels like you're in the class. Is it live classes or is it all recorded? No, it's all recorded. I think, okay. I, I, I think at least the ones that right. I'm doing, I got one teacher. Right, right. So you've got like asses in front of you of people that are fa- that are facing the teacher you know, and it's just like you're in the class, and it's it's ideal. I can moan and groan. I can pause it if I want to do something longer or whatever. It's fucking great. Right. So, um, so it's been good, man. I've I'm feeling great. Like, um, dropped some lbs. I'm moving around better. Um, yeah, I'm feeling good. I thought I'd. I'm feeling so good, in fact, that I figured as I'm approaching fifty, I'd start smoking. Like I thought, I'm, I, I've started to. I'm, you made some room for that. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> fuck it. At this point, like it would take me a long time to develop lung cancer now. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. I but I am. I did like on vacation. My cousin, um, it, we get after. We've been we've been fucking around since we right, were right, right, right. Road service. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I started smoking some cigarettes when I was on vacation, and I think I got hooked. Now I think I'm I'm a smoker again, which that's good. Good luck at the yeah. fucking yeah yeah rolling down the street, my kid in the car smoking a cigarette. Yeah, I mean now I'm not really smoking, but a little bit. I got this vape here. I might hit this fucking thing while we're while we're doing it. The wife I've told you, Beth is she's right. a vape vape she's a vape queen. Oh, yeah. dude, she's kind of like, it's crazy. All right, so she, she does sometimes listen to this. She'll be pissed. Um, but I'm, I do the, um, I do, uh, my podcast um, studio is, as you can see, in our closet. We yep. have like a, a big closet here with all the shit. And I'm looking and she has, there's so many fucking cartridges for the vape that, she has them stashed in fucking places that she's not throwing them away. She's like a crazy whore, crazy hoarder. But I'm seeing as I look over here, a massive, the, the candy stash is fucking insanity. I never, really? I never saw before. Yeah. She's got fucking Reese's peanut butter cups. She's got a, like a 10 pound bag of Easter chocolate. She's got it, uh, enough bubble gum for like the Chicago Cubs dugout. Like it's, <laughs> Fucking insanity in here. Yeah. This is like a twelve-year-old's dream. Yeah. Like flavored cigarettes and gum. Like it's, yeah. yeah. Just, so anyway, sorry, yeah. um, I digress. But thanks for asking me. In the fucking I'm, yeah. the health scene, I'm feeling good, man. I'm I'm out there. I'm moving. I'm getting in the ocean and swimming and all kinds of shit, man. What's happening on your end? Are you doing anything? So yeah, I recently started. Um, so. Through work, we have this um, one of our part-time accountants at work, Cat, as as you know. But for oh, those, oh yeah, she's a she's a, cr- a CrossFit instructor, so she Full teaches beast. a class just for people from our office. It, it's like a it's not a true CrossFit; it's like a modified. It's more like a sort of boot camp meets CrossFit sort of thing. So it's just a really really intense workout. You do 
definitely some CrossFit stuff, um, a lot of cardio, stuff like that. So I do that twice a week. And through that gym, they, they had a deal. Um, and I had encountered this uh, website and the service before, but Precision, Precision Nutrition is now doing oh, like God. a... Oh, God, yeah, I, I did th- that once. There's sort of like a coaching operating system. So the nutritionist from Twin Town, which is the CrossFit place, is like working through Precision Nutrition now. So most of the content comes from them, but then you have a local person who's also working with you. Oh, that's so, cool. So I started doing that. So about six weeks ago, I cut all sugar out of my diet. Right um, on. Went like dramatically lowered the amount of carbs. I was like crushing because I, you know, I have that Herdez guacamole salsa. I would just come home, pour a big bowl of that, and like grab a bag of tortilla chips and just like sit there and eat those. Yeah. So I yep, like yep. cut all that shit out, like cut way down on the carbs. Um, it's like a lot of fruit, a lot of veg, lots and lots of protein. Um, yes. But that works really well for me. So I like that. But it's like, you know, big salads with steak and salads with fish and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, th- things have been good. Things are trending in the right direction. It's like not the fastest I've ever like dropped pounds, but it feels so much more sustainable than Who anything cares? I've ever yeah. done. I mean, Jesus so, Christ. And everything's moving in the right direction. I feel really good. Energy's good. I don't feel like deprived at all. Of My man. So, yeah, I'm very glad to hear it. It's so funny. You and I, like over the years, have always had this very similar sort of like on the same sort of biorhythm. Because I would see you like there would be times where we wouldn't be working on the same stuff for a while. I would see you that much for or grab lunch with you and I'd be like. Oh yeah, man, you're fucking eating like garbage. You don't look that great. I'm like, and, and I'd be like, oh god, <laughs> thank thank God, because I fucking feel terrible. And right. then I'd see, and then I'd, and then I'd catch you for a minute and be like, oh fuck, man, he's looking good. And I'd be, and then like, and I would be exercising too. It was, it's really funny that we're yeah yeah. And I still go see Phil. Of, oh, too. fantastic! Like good. clockwork every Saturday, I still see Phil. Oh, he's doing good. Great. His new space is working out really well. He's got some new clientele. He's got like new machines in there. Like really, he got a crazy deal on these really heavy duty um, Nautilus. They're not Nautilus brand, but like machines like that. Okay, They're super heavy duty, really smooth. Like. It's like an upright row machine that like feels like butter, you know, really good stuff. So, and then um, I've been trying to get this hasn't like clicked into place because things have been so busy. But I've been trying to also run or walk a couple times a week. So I'm trying to like get something in five or six days out of seven, you know. So I've got the two the two ZJ Fit CrossFit things on Tuesday and Thursday, and I have Phil. Those are the sure things. So for sure I'm doing three. So I'm not go. traveling as much. So I used yep. to travel, and then I'd fall out of it. But now I'm it's like... It's so hard, yeah. Yeah, getting it getting it in much more. So it's been My good. man. Good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. Um, yeah, the running, fuck that. Um, walk, I'm, I'm a good walker. I like to walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Walk. And, and of course, as a smoker, I can smoke butts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I don't. I do you not get, your lungs are nice and open to receive all the nicotine and stuff. Exactly. So. Exactly. Oh my so, god, so funny. All right, let's talk. I know that there's a, a film that's recently out. Quentin Tarantino's ninth film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I know that we've both seen it. I know. Yeah. I heard through the rumor mill that you went to see it with JG. I'm a little bit jealous of that. Indeed, of it was fun. Yep. We were at, um, oh, what was the fucking theater? I forget already, of course. Famous Hollywood spot. It was a grindhouse back in the day. Um, gay porn in the 70s. Fam- like, uh, like a solid porn house in the 70s. Um, and then somebody bought it, ripped out every other row of seats. Um, but we saw a 35 millimeter, 35-millimeter print and it was rad, man. It was super fun. Like we went with a bunch of people from work and um and it was really fun. Like it was a group of like Tarantino nerds, because it was the night before the um the Friday premiere. Oh, okay, um, nice. Yeah, so it was really fun. And um you know, I mean, I guess I mean if you're now that we're you know I guess now that we're in it and talking about it, I've talked about it with a few other people. Um, not you yet, but now that I'm recounting like being there and being at the theater, I'm thinking about like how it unfolded as I was watching it. And 
it was always like, and I think what a lot of people have, you know, the obvious gripe with it is the way that it's written um, and the way that plot unfolds. And that's what a lot of people have trouble with. For me, it was, I was just constantly like, you know, alternately absorbed with the visuals of it and living in Los Angeles um, and knowing a lot of these spots and having been to most of them, you're like, Oh, this is fucking killer. Loving cars like he does. And like, it's very, it's just a steady porn of, of cars and rolling through LA. Yeah. That, uh, the vintage, uh, Porsche that like perfectly preserved vintage Porsche that the Sharon Tate character drives around and is pretty tight. It's fucking rad, man. It's so it, cool. It, it actually made me wonder. If, I mean, I'm sure that they have more than one place to source that, but I know that um, Magnus Walker is like the big. He has like a collection of like thirty yep. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so I was wondering if they sourced that from him, but it looked a little too like true to classic, maybe for him. So yeah, I don't know um, who he. Used. I'm sure. I mean, for that movie, he had a bunch of sources. I mean, I've never used. Anybody I've ever gotten picture cars from, I wasn't renting that kind of shit. I'm renting a fucking Pinto and a right. you know, yeah, and yeah. Pan, panel vans and like, <laughs> you know, I've never, but I mean, you know, I'm sure he used exotic guys and he also used, you know, he had to populate the streets right. too. So he's just yeah, got yeah. your run of the mill fucking whatevers. But anyway, I, um, you know, the whole time I think I was just like, I, I was confused, you know, I, I was just really confused the whole right. time. Um, and so entertained was, and confused. I thought there was something interesting about that confusion. So for anyone who who hasn't seen the film, without spoiling it, oh yeah, it's an, fucked. What it, are we going to do about that? An, are we going to? It is an alternate history that mixes historical and fictional characters at this time in Hollywood around the time of the Sharon Tate um, Manson family incident. Yeah, uh, let's just say that. So yeah, I wonder what, how we're now. What, I guess we can we can do this without spoiling it. Yeah. So what I thought was interesting was that it it um, you have a certain expectation the entire time the film is going and you're waiting and you're waiting. And you're like, okay, here it comes. Oh shit! Like I forgot she was pregnant. You know, and you like have these things and then it unfolds differently than yeah. you expected, which is kind of the surprising thing. One of my main comp- I have I have a couple complaints about it and. From what he said on text, JG just hated it. He like, hated it, and and I don't, I don't. I mean, he he was, I was pissed too. Like I was pissed. Yeah. So um, my, and I'm my still pissed. Com- my main complaint is he seems to have fallen into this structure that I'm not quite sure what to make out of. Where things plot along and almost nothing happens, and then there's a big event right at the end. The Hateful Eight was like sort of the same way. Like, there's some really nice character moments here or there. You know, there's some nice things, but it's like, it almost feels like a gigantic first act and then um, a really, really quick action scene that, that is the entire, what would normally be the second act and then some resolution. Well, the, I, the first act doesn't happen until, like, the inciting incident happens two hours and ten minutes into the movie. Like right, the first exactly. act is the That's is, what I mean. is yeah. the the inciting incident is at the the end of the movie and you know for me and even in reflection I do I'll say you know and, and I don't need to qualify it I fucking love the movie it's super fun I don't think it's a movie though like in you know I think that's one way of saying it of course it's a fucking movie and the guy's a master he can do whatever he wants but I mean. I don't know. I expect like I want all of that shit. I want all that visual candy. I want all of that beautiful stuff. But I also want the amazing fucking story arc at the same time. Right. I, I expect both. And, yeah, he, and I it was, what I what I appreciate about films like um, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill is that you know, especially like look at Kill Bill. There's no there, there's not a conventional arc or structure to that film. However, you're enthralled the entire way through. And it's yeah. Things are happening and you know, things are unfolding and you're still continuing to learn about these characters and see these things happen and all this stuff and it just felt like the uh, it felt a little self-indulgent, I guess. Oh, I mean it was sure. it was it was well done. 
but it felt like I would have liked to have seen obviously more things because you could have taken that premise that he did. He kind of did a small thing with it. What if he had taken that premise and done something, explored it much further and gone much deeper with it? Exactly. What if the things that we saw at the end of the film happen in the first act and then we see how does that change the history of how things move forward from there? It's so different than, you know, I mean, every other, all of his other films, you watch them and you're like, while you're watching it, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm witnessing genius right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a genius at work. This feels like I'm witnessing a, like an incredible production designer and somebody who is, has just an obsession with detail and is just kind of like flexing a bunch of muscles that I really enjoy, but like, but I don't know, man. I mean, I've never seen one of his movies unfold linearly like this. Like he jumps time. Like he usually is all over the place with time, you know, and he's, think of all these other films, like, you know, Reservoir Dogs opens after the big robbery takes place. Like the opening shot is yeah. Tim yeah, Roth yeah. in the white. Right. And then you're finding seat. out how we've gotten, it starts in the middle and then you're finding out how we got to this point and then it's going forward from there. I mean, but it's Pulp going Fiction. forward at the same time you're finding it out. Pulp Fiction is a, a it's a mastery. And and this isn't to say that that needs to be his thing and he has to do that in every movie and 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 I like I I do enjoy the fact that he didn't do that this time and that it does unfold in a more linear fashion. I love that. Um but I I can't excuse a lack of writing. Like it feels like it feels like who wrote this fucking thing? Like I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I love it. I I love it. I really do. But I mean, there were definitely some nice moments, like the moment between the Leonardo DiCaprio character and that like young actress when he's kind of falling apart when he's in this movie. Oh come on! I mean, the like performances that. are fucking amazing. Yeah. The execution is second to none. I mean, we're holding him up against himself. Now, if you were going right. to hold this up against anybody else making movies, it blows everything else out of the fucking water because no one gives a shit. You think anybody else is going out and finding some camera from 1934 and, and shooting films with the exact same sequence in the same fashion that they shot them then just for a 20-second clip? Like, who knows how long he spent shooting that? I haven't really looked into the production, but you know all that shit was period correct. Like, he's a maniac, and all of the inside jokes, or not inside jokes, but just like the nods to movie nerds, you know, and all of his callbacks to his other films, um, you know, yep. there's so many Easter eggs in that thing, it's great. Yeah. So, speaking of which, so the one other thing that I want to uh, pick, uh, find fault with, is his depiction of Bruce Lee in this oh, film. Oh, dude, it, I mean... It, yeah, it's it's because it's, you can't take a historical figure like that because for a, it could be for a, a whole entire generation of people this is their first encounter with Bruce Lee, and I know he 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 in his defense has said so. Bruce Lee's daughter and wife have both come out against this portrayal of him in the film, and I have to say I was like I I had read those articles and seen that stuff going in, but when I saw how he was depicted, um. And Quentin Tarantino has defended himself by saying Bruce Lee was a very arrogant guy. He specifically is quoted in interviews. Someone actually asked him the question in like a high-profile interview, would, between you and Muhammad Ali, who would win a fight? And he said, Muhammad Ali would murder me. There'd be no question. Yeah. Yeah. And the But the thing that bugged me the most is when he and the Brad Pitt character are going to square off and he... He compresses all of the Bruce Lee sounds and movements and all that stuff into such a caricatured moment that makes him look like a dope and a dick. So there are things like you could and you could say, first of all, he's collecting things from movies and and Bruce Lee's portrayal in like Enter the Dragon and things like that. He's taking those moments, but he takes about like a sound or something that he might take make across the he might make three of those sounds across a 10-minute scene, and he has the character make, like, seven of those sounds within 10 seconds and do all of these sort of caricature things that, to me, felt like, 
okay, I, I understand what you're doing. You're trying to set up this other character as like a badass, but I just, it just felt really disrespectful to me to take someone who, you know, whether, whether you think the guy was arrogant in real life or not, and to turn him into a caricature, especially a non-white character, who was shit on during this time in Hollywood and um, had to like suck it up and play these shitty supporting roles and stuff like that when he should have been a star, when David Carradine got fucking kung fu over him because he wasn't white, and to take that character and turn him into like a fucking joke and a punchline, I think is bullshit. You have a you have a solid argument. I don't think anybody can really argue against that. I mean, for me, it's like he gets a fuck. He, he it's not that he gets a pass, but I mean, he like it, everything is so fucking over the top. Like, how can you take any of it seriously? Like, it, there's you know, it's you know, and fu- he's not there to fu- he's not there to fucking teach people what Bruce Lee was really like. That's their fucking job. You know, you go figure it out and. I don't know. I mean, I, I was, I was, I just laughed at it because it's obvious that Bruce Lee wasn't like that, you know. And I thought it was, I thought it was funny. I get your, I, I, I nobody can say that you're totally wrong, but so I don't know. It's, it's. I mean, on the <laughs> other hand, he makes fucking Roman Polanski look like he's the fucking oh yeah hot shit. And that where where's the stuff about Roman Polanski fucking molesting fifteen year olds, dude? That's the, I, I mean exactly <laughs> right. I mean and Roman and I was that, that was another big. I was like, where the fuck is Polanski in all this? Like, why are we? This is all like we never see him except for you know with his his Beatles outfit on driving that right. fucking um, his Austin Powers yeah. outfit driving that fucking car around. Um, yeah, I don't know. I loved it, man. I mean, I loved it, and I was super mad, yeah. and um, and I'm still pissed, but it's fucking great. I mean, imagine a world without that movie. Yeah, it's it, the and, world's much better place yeah. with it in it. But I, I agree. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I thought it was overall entertaining, and it's worth watching. So please, anyone who's listening, don't don't take it. I don't know if I would rush out to see it in the theater, but like, you know. Oh, I would. I would. You want to see that in the theater. Because I, I was reading, I, I think one review that I read said that to say that the best moment of the entire film was seeing a Cadillac roll down Santa Monica Boulevard is not to say that that's a bad thing. Like, that is the best part of that movie, is seeing, you know, like Brad Pitt rolling around and picking up the hippie, like it's killer, you know? And to see like him just like doing all this thing, like his foot fetish is just in full, you know, all of its glory. Like there's feet all over the place, you know? And it's, I mean, it's, I love it for all that stuff. He's still like, he's an unapologetic schlock movie maker. And I, I love it for that. But he, he's, proven himself to be one of the greatest screenwriters of the day and that didn't show up right so so fuck him we only got one left um right isn't that the case um <laughs> i mean that that seems to be the case i mean, i i don't know what if i was him i'd be like hateful eight wasn't actually a movie it was a fucking play on the screen yeah, you who know. knows what he does? I, I mean, fucking, I love him so much. Hateful Eight, I fucking love that thing. Uh, every one of his movies, I fucking love. And I'll say, Kill Bill, like that's up there with one of the, like you choose Volume Two, really, but is like up there with one of the best kung fu movies fucking ever. Yeah. Unbelievable. I think I think both Volume One and Volume Two are amazing, actually. So oh, it's so fucking um, good. So, so you can't say shit about that guy, man. I mean, except for the fact that he didn't feel like writing and he just wanted to go shoot something. Right. It was so funny. I will say, in as we move off this movie, um, it was really fun. Um, like I said, being in the theater with a bunch of Tarantino nerds and people there just obviously having fun. And, I mean, you can never get too serious about any of his movies. But um, 
that big crane shot when Brad Pitt climbs up on the roof to fix the TV antenna and he like finally takes his shirt off and everybody starts clapping. Everybody's like, yes, like super <laughs> psyched to see because everybody's waiting for Brad Pitt to take his shirt off, you know, and he's still beautiful. And then all the chicks are going crazy. It was fucking awesome. It was such a good moment. Yep. Really fun. What else have you seen lately? Um, I've been watching the Amazon original series, The Boys. Have you checked that out at all? I've not. Okay. I've not. It looks like the, the, the logo looks like the Warriors. Right. It's what, every time I look at it, that's what it reminds me of. Um, and I, I know that the superhero thing is not necessarily your thing, but um, this is sort of a more, um, I'll say, I'll call it a more original take because it's not the first series to, to, series to sort of explore this, but what it does really well. So it explores the premise of um, what if superheroes abuse their power, basically. Um, and they weren't the good guys that they... Um, they weren't all pure good or they weren't out to sort of help people or save humanity. They were sort of out for themselves a little bit. But the thing that this adds in nicely is the sort of government or like a big corporation sort of complicity or control of the whole superhero thing, um, which really just speaks to kind of our current moment in culture. Like I found that even though it's based on an older graphic novel series, I found the series to just be like so relevant for right now about abuse of power and totalitarianism and corporations controlling things behind the scenes and all sorts of shit like that. So... Um, and it's just really funny, really fucking funny. Too. Oh, really? Um, I think so. I mean, I found myself in a very dark way. It's very dark. All right. There's a lot of like weird violence and there's, you know, um, a lot of weird sort of sex stuff. It's like uh, if the Watchmen was um, a little more accessible, a little funnier and, um, dealt with. So basically the premise of the movie is these, they're this sort of haphazard band, the, the, the namesake of the film, the boys, these normal guys that get together to basically fight back against these superheroes. Um, so the superheroes are not the, the like protagonist that you're rooting for, but you kind of see it from both sides as you're kind of learning. Um, and they have a, a nice, sort of uh, vehicle for you to do that where there's a new girl who's brought on to the team. So you're sort of seeing it. She's this sort of innocent who's always looked up to these superheroes and wanted to be a super, and she has some powers. So she's coming into the team sort of realizing, oh, no, this is what it's actually like. It's a bunch of fucking photo shoots and shooting commercials and endorsing products and all this, like, bullshit public appearance shit. Um, to make money. It's like basically a money engine. Oh, that's You know, the same way that superhero movies are right now. Like superhero movies are just like a fucking money minting engine, you know? So it's, it's also interesting that it comes out of that time when the superhero thing has been so beaten into the ground and so, so commercialized. So yeah, I thought it was really, really interesting, really well done. It's on, if you're a prime subscriber, you can watch it for free on Amazon, the boys, you can, Get through it in a weekend, no problem. Uh, if not, like, you know, a, a, if you're binging it, you could, you know, and you're big into binging, you could crush crush it in a day for sure. How many episodes? I think it's only eight, and they're probably around 35 to 50 minutes apiece. And is it one in done, or who's to say? No, I think there's definitely going to be a second series, and it has, um, God, why can't I? I should... Uh, um, the one of the main actors is uh, uh, I'm gonna look this up real quick. I'm I'm blanking on this guy's name, but he's a very famous actor that people fucking love, and he's brilliant in the show. He plays um the sort of this older character who organizes. Um, there's a brilliant but very gross um sort of uh inciting incident in the John thing. Hawks. Uh, Carl Urban is uh, the guy who plays um, this this character Butcher, who's sort of like the team leader of the people that are fighting back against the superheroes. So um, I'm sure you've seen Carl Urban and all sorts of stuff. He's been in everything from like the Star Trek reboot to like James Bond films to okay. all sorts of shit. So um, 
He's he plays McCoy in the new Star Trek films. The oh st- right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris I know Pine. Who um, yeah, he's awesome. Of oh, course, cool. in the series, uh, and uh, they let him use his proper sort of New Zealand accent in the film, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's really good. I think you would really like it. Oh, I'll check uh, it out. I'll check it out. Did you? Um, so on. Amazon tip. Um, I was gonna start on a friend's recommend. Or my cousin actually, his recommendation, uh, Goliath. Is that what's the story with that? The the Billy Bob, oh, attorney fallen from grace kind of thing. I think I think it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's what I get the feeling. It's that's okay. He's he's no he, he. My cousin doesn't know what the fuck he's talking yeah. about. He. I would say that series is. Solid. It's not super inspired. It feels very um, like a serialized drama. That's what, what he would like because he falls asleep. He's one of those guys that like likes a show that is going to be served up because he's going to fall asleep twenty minutes in anyway. Right um, now, what about Bosch? Have you kept up with that? I've I've fall, I fell off with Bosch. No, I, I pulled the ripcord about. Um, partway through the second season, I think, on Bosch, and I haven't gone back, which is too bad because um, uh, I actually think Titus Wolliver is great in that role. Yeah, um, me too. I don't know. I just got like, there's something about sometimes the Michael Connolly. So Michael Connolly, for anyone who doesn't know, is the crime writer. Started off as a crime reporter down in Florida, uh, became famous as a crime writer, and now like many of his novels have been turned into... Um, films and TV series, and Bosch is one of his longstanding sort of serialized characters. Um, so sometimes the Michael Connelly stuff is like a little too squeaky clean for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it feels like it's not like quite in the like overly patriotic sort of like Jack Reacher sort of vein. It doesn't but go that a, far, but but it's a little too like straight ahead for me. Sure. Um, sometimes yeah. it's not enough noir. I like I like things a little like give me a little more James Elroy. You know, I For like stuff sure. towards that end. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so yeah, it's a uh, sometimes it just comes across you know the like straight ahead more traditional procedural stuff. I, um, yeah, you, you know, want the, it like fucking. The big reveal of oh who's actually the killer like that kind of stuff. I'm just like oh my god, give me like give me seven. You know, totally. Me, you know, something along those lines. Um, which is, yeah. So, you know, I think Amazon is doing interesting stuff. I, what I like about Amazon is that they're, you know, say what you will about some of the stuff they're putting out. Um, I would say the majority of their stuff they're maintaining a quality bar that's like, they're kind of like at this weird place in between HBO, who's like, very, very high level of quality, but like so slow to get shit out. Amazon is somewhere in between Netflix and HBO, where Netflix j- just to me is like, it feels like they're chasing the algorithm so much at this point. Mm. There's like more romantic comedy, ball, and they're just like spitting out this shit that's like pretty much unwatchable and sort of like reprehensible. Eating themselves. Um, yeah. And then every once in a while, they, then they come out with the family. Uh, which I don't know if you've been watching that at all. Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, God. How did you just spend time with Mark H. and you guys didn't just watch that entire documentary series together? Because you know what this is about, right? The family? I, I'll remember as soon as you tell me. I forget right now. It's about the Christian conspiracy to control all the politicians. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't believe we... Yeah. I'm sure... I mean, yeah. what... This is like... It was like if they just examined if Netflix was like, what would this one user Mark H like for us to make? This is the fucking show they would I'm make. I'm sure he's seen it. I'm sure he's seen it. <laughs> That's why I'm surprised you guys weren't all over this if you were just together. I mean, I yeah. guess maybe it, maybe it came out after you were there, and that's why. But well, we were also we're like in the woods. Like right, he's I, like he's where, got internet though, right? He does have internet. Yep. He's got a like robot vacuum cleaner, and he has like of you know like it's complete like wilderness. But he has this hyper modern apartment built into the barn. It's fucking pretty funny, but um, yeah, no, I'm sure he's seen it, and I do know about that. I got to get that back um, 
in the queue. So yeah, I'm not. I haven't finished that yet. I'm three episodes in, and it's 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 really interesting. It's it's different than what I how I thought it was. I mm-hmm. mean, really good recreation stuff. You know, it's it's from um, the guy who um, uh, has done all those like famous sort of crime documentaries with really good recreation stuff, like the. Uh, What's what's the dude with where he accidentally reveals at the end of the mic that he actually did it? The fucking oh, New York, Durst? the Jinx, yeah, yeah the Jinx. Yeah, it, he's the executive producer at least. So he's oh so, cool. And I, and I believe when I see his name as an executive producer that he actually is involved. Yeah, right. I mean, you can kind of tell that he's got his fingerprints on this. Maybe he's maybe it's even his series. I don't know. Huh. Um. Anyways, but it's. I gotta watch that. Fucking it's approaching thing. that level of quality. Um, it's it's definitely worth watching. All right, uh, and I'm three I'm three episodes in. Um, so yeah, I think it's really interesting, and it seems very well researched. Um, so yeah, it's definitely worth watching. I think. All right, right on. Yeah, I'll get that back fired back up. Um, did you see Succession? I didn't see it. I saw the first episode, yeah. Yeah, it's, Beth, it's Beth really it. good. She, that's what she said, too. All right, good. Yeah. Glad to hear. Yeah, main definitely maintaining the same level of quality. God damn, Brian Cox has some amazing lines oh, <laughs> in, in that, that series. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Jesus, you, now you, that – yeah, I, I got I to gotta see it. I just want – I was just curious if you'd seen it. Um, we can talk about it next time because um, we'll have had a couple more episodes by then. Um, yeah. Uh, what what else is happening? Um, Did you start tucking into Euphoria yet? No, not yet. That's right there. Oh my god! Um, I so haven't been watching you, much you, TV to be honest. Like I've been, I've been okay. out. I've been doing summer. Yeah, for well, fucking good once. For you. Yeah, I mean, um, not a lot of screen time. Um, but good. you know, I got I got some catching up to do for sure. Um. That one is at the top of the list. To be honest, that's the one that's at the very top of the list. Um, Good. You know, yeah. Speaking of, I mean, don't take my word for it. Leonardo DiCaprio said it was the best thing on TV. Oh, so. For fuck's sake. Well, that's, that should <laughs> that seals it then. That's done. Did you hear, did you hear any of the rumors that, um, that he had thrown out the Prince thing um, about no eye contact on set for Once Upon a Time? Did you hear any of those rumors? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. You never yep. know. You never know. It always makes you pause. You know, you it, it, that could be somebody. You, you never know where that shit starts. You know, you can't. You yeah. know, you never know whether to believe it or not. But it's just one of those things where you're like, oh man, I fucking hope that's not true. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the guy's been famous since he was like 14 years 12. old. Yeah, you know? I mean, he yeah. won an Academy Award when he was fucking 15. Yeah, so, so be a fucking, I mean that that's gonna warp you for the rest of your life to a certain extent. Oh, but. oh, oh! That's what you're saying that he's just fucking broken. Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, as who a knows? human, that's, that's, well, at a certain point, I mean, I went to fucking India for two months and I got sick of people fucking staring at me all the time. Imagine what it's like <laughs> for 36 years, you know? Yeah, I guess, but I don't know if you get the right to ah fuck it. What do I care? I mean, honestly, what the fuck do I care? I watch Roman Polanski movies. I mean, what's worse, right? Somebody right. fucking being a dick on set, or I, I mean, if it's if it really is, if it's him, like being like, I don't want to deal with anyone or talk to people that are less famous than me, then that's kind of a dick move. If it really is like, hey, I just want to fucking focus, and I've gotten to the point where all of these people on these big productions just want to come up and talk to me to talk to me. It's not even like a real conversation. They're just talking to me to say that they talk to me. I could see how that could be annoying. Like I'm trying to focus and fucking deliver an intense performance here, and every person on this set wants to talk to me just to say that they did it. So I mean, that would be. I would have to assume that that set is not filled with those types of people, though. This is a Tarantino movie. Like these people. I mean, you never fucking know. There's a trillion. Yeah. Who fucking knows? I don't know. We're done with that movie. I, I got. I have a serious. I have a fucking problem. I I, I need some help with. I, right. I don't. I don't mean to jump off of because I got. I got ten other fucking movies to talk about. Um, but I got. I'm looking at the time. We're 50 minutes in. Um. 
and there's other things. Yeah. But I, I get this thing. I, so here, I get this prop, this thing okay. um, where me. I'm trying to, oh God, this is so fucking embarrassing. I, I wasn't actually going to ask you this. I, I'm asking you because I just fucking looked at it. I, I'm, I, I've started carrying for the last um, couple of weeks uh, a goddamn fucking man purse. Uh, it's a it's a it's a miniature it's okay. a miniature imagine a messenger bag thir- a third of a size of a regular messenger bag okay and i put uh you know i put all my shit in there i put my my um when i go on a bike ride i like to have that was my excuse when i bought it as i was like all right well you know i bring my phone and uh you know I ride my bike around. Uh, there's a lot of crazy people, so I bring a knife in case somebody's gonna fuck. I can't do anything. Somebody, right. I, I, you know, whatever. I just got shit in there, and my keys. I don't want to fucking drop them. But then I started carrying it everywhere, and because um, I'm like, oh well, I don't have to put shit in my pockets, and I put. I just got my phone, and um, I can put my fucking wallet in there and, and keys I can stay so now I'm walking around with this fucking thing and I I, I am really not feeling good about it um, but it's Why? handy who cares well that's who the thing who cares man that's the thing is like I, I want to say I don't care um, cause I'm old like I mean who fucking cares really but I feel like a fucking twat with this thing I mean also it's not like you're in Springfield, Missouri. You're in fucking L.A. There's got to be people walking around with way, way weirder shit oh, than dude. that. In I LA. mean, there's no, like, you can't use that as a fucking, I mean, this is, it's <laughs> fucking insanity. Like, there's no, you know, there's people, you know, I mean, the, the problem is, is like, mine's, it's not ironic. Like, I don't have, like, an 80s fucking, like, hip pack on or, like, ass, or, like, a fanny pack. Um, this is, like, a fucking weird... I don't know. You're all right. I, now I'm fucking super embarrassed. All right, you're saying fucking who cares? I'm I, saying who fucking cares? I think I care. Who cares? I think this is what it comes down to. I mean, to that being I said, this is one of those things where I feel like there are certain certain things, and I, I I blame this on like unimaginative mainstream media. You know, like there's this thing that, and this is this is not a parallel. It's a adjacent example. It's not a direct corollary or parallel to what you're talking about but the whole thing about how you shouldn't wear a backpack to a fucking business meeting you should bring a briefcase there's just that shit is so fucking outdated and dumb oh yeah it's so fucking stupid and so I feel like this is one of those things where like the whole idea of a merce is to like and it doesn't even sound like that's what you're even talking about like you're talking about a compact shoulder bag that's what it sounds like to me I mean (laughs) call it a fucking merce or whatever who fucking cares? You have a bag to carry your shit in. Who fucking you know, cares? Who fucking cares? So I does... D- yeah. yeah. The thing so is... So does everyone else. It's just usually way too fucking big because they're a bunch of slobs that can't fucking bother to curate the shit that they carry around That's with them. the answer is fucking... Well, the question, who cares? Fucking nobody cares except me. I'm the only right. one who fucking cares. And I'm just a dickhead from Massachusetts. And you know what? Oh, th- yeah. Okay. See, it's all coming out now. Because if I saw somebody carrying that thing around, I'd be like, oh, look at this fucking asshole with, <laughs> he's got a fucking man purse. Like, you shit. So being from Massachusetts, like that, you can, that's sh- like fucking bait. That is like wearing a bloody steak on your shoulder in a fucking shark pool. Like, that's, I mean, we're going to jump all over that. Like that's ripe for the picking, but I don't live in Massachusetts. No, and it's also not fucking 1984. You know, all right. like all right. it's Fuck time it. to fucking get over this shit. Boom! I'm wearing the fucking thing with with Hell semi yeah. semi pride now. That's right. <laughs> Wear that thing fucking with pride. <laughs> I gotta um, see this thing. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be out in September, so you oh, better cool. be Good. when we when we roll to get tacos. You better be fucking wearing this thing. Oh I'll, yeah, you, I'll have it. We can put our leftovers in it. Yeah, great. Yeah, you well, better you better pull out some fucking custom hot sauce from home for I'll the tacos have, out of that. I'll have, yeah, I'll have all this shit in there, man. I have some kind of special <laughs> California weed I carry around and never smoke, and some whatever the fuck in there. Yeah, for sure. Jesus, yeah, that fucking dispensary scene. 
All anyone at Zeus Jones fucking talks about all the time now is the dosest. I like I swear. Oh, that you'll be weird. like you'll like ask someone to fucking hand you a water out of the fridge and they'll turn around and tell you about the dosest. Yeah, I mean it, it's the dosest was like the f- I mean it's still they just well not just like 6 months ago they opened one like their own store in the neighborhood and um they're the first like like product to have their own storefront. Um, and they were the first ones to put the, um, like the out to brand with the outcome as the, right. As the name and to, they were the first ones. Well, they actually weren't the first ones to have the vibrate for a bunch of other people did that. They just kind of, they're marketing. They're they're, It's like anything else. It's a marketing company. It's like the Apple store for weed is how people describe it. It's a marketing. Well, MedMen is the Apple store for weed. Really? Um, yeah, that's they. MedMen they um, unabashedly modeled themselves after an Apple store. Um, and MedMen is a dispensary. They sell Dosist. Dosist the storefront, which there's only one. Um, hmm. That's all they sell is their shit. And it, you right. know, it's a it's a it's a marketing company. It's all packaging. It's all. You know, it's all fucking fonts, and it's all, you know, hey, it's all copywriting. Wrong and with that? Not at all. Not at all. And if listen, that's the, what you're after. we got ten of them in the house. Like they're all over the place, and I'm sh- yeah. I ship them back. All I ship them to everybody all over the place. Like they're, it's what everybody wants. So get Sweet. you some. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, it's just a matter of time before it's like the states are falling like dominoes at this point. You got Fuck Illinois yeah. now. Oh my god, really? Oh yeah. Jesus. I think Illinois is doing it because the state's fucking bankrupt, so they gotta Right. Yeah. They gotta get that economy revving down there. So the best weed discovery for me has been this dude. We had a party and this guy came over with a fucking gallon Ziploc bag halfway filled with weed that was he's like a buddy of mine just has a has like a huge commercial garden where he grows everything, squash, tomatoes, fucking whatever. And he planted a bunch of weed and he just got like, he has like a half an acre of just fucking swag. So he just ran through and grabbed a huge handful of it, crammed it in the Ziploc bag and gave it to me. And I was like, oh, dude, this is (laughs) fucking magic. So I can roll a big, like, it's just like being a freshman in college again. It's amazing. I can smoke a joint and get like 5% high, have a 15% headache, no paranoia. It's fucking perfect. It's right. uh, somebody needs to, that's the white space. Everybody's got the wheelchair weed that'll put your dick in the dirt and you can't even fucking stand up with the wax and every somebody needs to get some headache weed, Mexican brick weed out there. <laughs> that's what they need to do. Yeah, you think so, that's what people are looking for, huh? I don't know. There's it, it's it, add it to your add it as a skew. You'll do all right. Right. Hilarious. All um, right. Well, you have, you have anything else you want to share real quick before I we do. wrap up? I fucking do. I do. I got okay. one more thing. All you're right. Gonna, let's you're do gonna it. Fucking. You're gonna fucking hate this. You're gonna absolutely fucking hate this so i as i said i started walking more um dealing with the knee trying to figure out like what the fuck is going on like how do i deal with this and i went down the minimalist barefoot shoe (laughs) rabbit hole oh god see yep and that's where i'm at and if i could show you my feet i'm wearing them right now do you have and, those fucking Vibram finger shoes? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not that fucking. I mean, can you, a fucking man purse with those fucking things on my feet? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not completely fucking insane. Um, no, but I've got like just there's sneakers that, um, you know, there's no foam in the heel. Right. So listen, and I know who I'm talking to here. A guy, like I, nobody, I know, I know no one that has nearly a third of as many fucking running shoes as you do. But that shit is fucking ruining people's legs. And the way we have been evolving 
and building these feet for millions of years. We run without those things until 1972 when fucking Puma and Adidas and Nike and everybody got in an arms race and started trying to find what the next like innovation is and came up with these big like marshmallow heels. So people started running differently when they got those. And when you strike with your heel first, you put an enormous amount of pressure on your knee. It's like striking the bottom of your heel with a hammer with three times your body weight. And it brings you to a, your stride to a complete halt. These things, you hit with the ball of your toe or like midfoot, and, you, and this is the fucking math on the thing. So I'm wearing these fucking yep. things and walking around. Hey what man, do you have to I, say I, about that? I have read Born to Run. You did? I, I, yeah, I fucking well, know this fuck, story. Man? I know all well, this what's your, shit. What's your fucking deal then with these things? What do you have to say? I say, well, first of all, what brand is this? Tell me more about what this shoe that you're wearing. All right, so this shoe is zero X E R O zero. Okay. I, I I think meaning zero drop from the heel to the toe. So it's basically right. a sneaker. Here, I I mean, obviously people listening can't see but i can show you here here you go so pretty normal looking sneaker right you see this fucking thing yeah let me i'm gonna take a look online as well so the idea for anybody that doesn't know is that we're when we use modern running shoes sandals for running they're not fucking sand i'm wearing sandals it says I'm looking on the site. It says they have fucking sandals for running. Oh, well, I'm not going to fucking wear sandals. I mean, Jesus, never, ever. In Mexico, I wear sandals in Mexico on the beach. That's it. That's it. Then, and, and for anyone, that's the only fucking place that it's allowed. You wear sandals anywhere else, you're fired. That's the only place. I'm sorry. Um, cover, cover up your, your goddamn feet. So these things um, allow your entire fucking toe family to get in the game. You wear these modern running shoes. It's like putting a cast on your foot when it doesn't need it. There's no need for it. We've built the fucking perfect running apparatus. We got a foot with, yeah. with fucking, with, it has two thirds of the bones in our body or in our feet. We've, it's highly evolved appendage. And then we put a cast around it like it's broken and go running around cramming our fucking heels into the ground. And it's fucking people up. Now you wear these goddamn things and you're, you're, you're moving like a, like a fucking ape. You're using all your toes. You're gripping, you're grabbing, you're moving, and you're fucking shucking and jiving. And you're making your way right down the street like, like you're supposed to. I mean, we are fucking apes. What are we doing putting these things on our feet? How is this any different than like a Nike free sneaker though? It's not any different. It's the same thing. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, I, mean, I have a whole bunch of fucking Nike <laughs> Nike free sneakers and I've run in them before and it's great. But Nike's point of view is like this isn't the thing you run in all of the time. Yeah. Or like there's different levels. They have different levels of free based on like whether you're doing a run where you're building those muscles like you're talking about, you know. But you know they they follow the same philosophy, and I think they you know agree to a certain extent with what you're talking about. So I don't, I mean, I don't like the way these look. But I think most running shoes are fucking ugly as sin. You know, like proper running shoes. I'm not talking about like lifestyle shoes. Um, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is mostly what I wear. It's like I wear shoes that were the tech hasn't been updated since the 1980s because they're the fucking retro running shoes. I don't run in those things. Gotcha. Right, right, right. Um, so Nicole just got some of those Hoka shoes, H-O-K-A. Um, oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. That's another shoe. It's not what you're talking about, I don't think. Um, I think it's there's some design where you're supposed to strike in the middle as well. Oh. Um, but... And those are incredibly popular. Like, I see tons and tons of people, and she swears by those things. She just went fucking, like, trail. She just went up to um, Wolf Ridge up on the North Shore and spent an entire week um, hiking in them and absolutely loved them. So Hoka? Um, yeah. H-O-K-A, yeah. So she's all about these things. Well, I'll dig so those like, up. 
Yeah, there's something about um, this. I mean, people fucking love these things. Really? I see never around the lake, all of the people that are serious walkers and um, joggers are into these shoes. So find some place in L.A. where you can go try them on and uh, all right. go check them out. I will. Might be like a, a good companion to the thing that you're talking about. Yeah, let me check that shit out. I'll see if they have any branded fucking man purses. They might. They very well might. It's good talking to you, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad um, we'll have to book again soon. I think before we record again, I'll be out in L.A. to see you, so maybe we can hit a couple spots in L.A. and talk about them next time. Oh, that'd be killer, um, yeah. Or or even um, do an episode. Um, yeah, in person. De- depending on what your your trip is like. Um, yeah. you, got, you got Kaya coming out, or did she already come out? Uh, she and her girlfriend, Cynthia, I think are landing... Uh, either have landed or um, are landing very shortly in Minneapolis. Oh, so fucking right on. Uh, so yeah, they're gonna. Uh, she's gonna spend some time with her partner and her kids, just like touring around, being a tourist in Minneapolis, like through the weekend, and then Sunday we start up. So yeah, we've got the week long creative retreat. Looking oh, forward killer. to that. Getting some downtime. Um, probably a couple. I mean, I'll probably probably do a lot of cooking. I think I'm going to try to keep it on the healthier side. We do like a lot of, lot of like really big salads. Um, she's fish. a fucking beast in the kitchen, though. She oh can, yeah, she yeah, yeah. she kills. So, but I probably I am definitely going to fire up the smoker, and I'll probably do ribs and a pork shoulder, and I'm going to for sure. I mean, we're talking about uh, a lady that grew up in Texas here eating Texas barbecue, so you know those hot links are on the menu. Oh, she'll get after that fucking link, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, someone who studied German and grew up in Texas knows about sausage. (laughs) So, all right. Well, thanks, everyone. It's uh, really good to be uh, doing the podcast regularly again. We thank you once again for your patience. And thanks, as always, to Kaya Fisher for the audio engineering assistance. And we will catch you in a few weeks. All right. Later, nerds.